Hi, this is Jonathan Horton, one of the pastors here at Grace Christian Fellowship in Odessa, Texas. I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Wherever you are listening to this, I hope that this message encourages you, gives you hope, and reminds you that you are loved. Good morning, Grace family. Uh, If we've never met before, my name is Ben. I'm the lead pastor here at Grace. And Merry Christmas to all of you. I don't know uh, how your Christmas season has been going. Hopefully uh, a lot of fun. You know, as I think back over the last couple uh, weeks, there have been definitely some notable and and things that I've just enjoyed. Uh, For instance, car rides, looking at Christmas lights with my kids, uh, a couple different uh, fun Christmas parties that I got to be a part of random kind of Christmas gifts, like a fish that holds a bottle and different things like that. This just kind of random things uh, that I've seen, but also something uh, that I got to participate in this Christmas was a youth group. Pastor Jonathan and I had a rap battle while wrapped uh, like Christmas gifts. I want to show you what this picture looked like. It was fantastic. All right, there we go. Uh, you'll notice uh, that, that Pastor Tim is not holding holding my hand up in this moment, meaning that I lost the rap battle. And and there's also a reason why I'm not showing you the video from this as well, um, because I wanted to bless your Christmas, not make it worse for for everybody in here. But uh, when we think about Christmas and we think about all the things uh, that take place over our, uh, you know, just the celebrating of it, it really is something uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, all of you probably have different traditions. I heard about one today that a family, uh, they, they do a talent show every Christmas Eve. Like, that's the coolest ever, right? Like, uh, you, you probably all have different things, just little things that you enjoy to do because it's Christmas season. Uh, all throughout this Christmas season, we've been uh, talking about these different gifts that come from us having a relationship with Jesus Christ, gifts like joy and peace and wisdom and courage. And today we're talking about the gift of hope that comes from having a relationship with Jesus. And as we talk about this gift of hope, one of the things that I want us to kind of balance it out with is, is this question. Uh, what if... Christmas never existed? What if it wasn't a thing? First off, we wouldn't all be sitting here today. Uh, You can just begin to think about uh, what would we do with our time if if Christmas wasn't a thing? We, we, We wouldn't be having random rap battles dressed like Christmas presents, right? We wouldn't be putting up Christmas trees. We wouldn't be hearing Christmas songs. Now, that might be a blessing sometimes. I mean, some of you guys are in that like, I hate Christmas songs. They're nice as long as it's not before Thanksgiving, right? But with all of this, you can just begin to think about all the things that we kind of enjoy about the joy of Christmas. And maybe that's a little sad to think about. Man, what if it wasn't there? Now, really, I'm just talking about all of these kind of earthly, worldly things that come with Christmas. But the only reason why, why Christmas is even something that it is today where people are generous and gifts and all these different things that happen is because of Jesus. Because it did really happen. There was really uh, the one true God who came from heaven to earth to be wrapped in humanly flesh, humbling himself like Aaron so appropriately said. But if you think about this world without Jesus, if you think about 
this world without him being our hope, you really begin to balance out this feeling and this reality that Jesus truly did bring the gift of hope for you and I. In this Christmas season, as we begin to think about uh, God coming from heaven to earth for you and I, we realize that, that he did bring that. Now, when we talk about a biblical hope, it's different than a hope that, that we have when it comes to this world that we live in. See, when we say, hey, I hope, for instance, lots of kids in the room, you're, you're probably hoping that there's certain gifts that you have gotten, right? Like, like maybe it's like uh, two pieces of coal instead of just one, like some different things like that, or an Oculus or, or something, right? Something kind of crazy. But you think to yourself, man, it'd be so cool if I got that. I'm hoping for it. Well, when we hope from a humanly uh, sense, what that means is it may or may not happen. But when we talk about a biblical hope, when we talk about the hope that Jesus brings for you and I, the Bible doesn't talk about hope as a what if. When the Bible talks about hope, it's, it's talking about something that is absolutely going to happen. So when we talk about Jesus, right, when we say Jesus is our hope, that we can unwrap kind of this present of hope when we put our trust in Jesus, we're not saying, oh, well, maybe his promises are going to be true. Well, maybe heaven is going to be real someday. In fact, even this morning, I was uh, driving in with one of my, my daughters, and, and she asked me, she said, Dad, do you ever wonder if heaven is really we real? I thought it was such an appropriate question uh, for today's conversation. I said, yeah, you know, there have definitely been times that I've wondered if heaven's real, right? And I said, that's what faith is really all about. When we put our faith in Jesus, when we trust in him, then we begin to realize and we begin to have this hope for something more, a hope that isn't just contingent on whether things are good or bad in this world, but a hope that's going to last beyond everything, when we put our faith in Jesus, when we understand what he really truly did for us on this Christmas and then the life that he lived is perfect and sinless life going to the cross for you and I, but resurrecting three days later, when you put your faith and trust in him, you have a hope that is a promise from God that you are going to get to be with him in heaven. When you put your faith in him and you live for him, and as we live for God, what we begin to see happen is we begin to see God's blessings show up in our life. And we begin to understand these things that we've already talked about, that you have a different kind of joy. You have a different kind of peace. You have a different kind of wisdom and courage because you're not just living your life on your own, but you have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you in this world. Man, Christmas should be a time that we know absolutely it brings hope for you and I. Uh, what I want to do today is I want to uh, show us a story in, in the Christmas story about uh, a, a man, a righteous man that was, that was waiting, hopefully, for Jesus. But before we get there, I want to kind of walk us uh, back to this. I know we've already mentioned several scriptures in here, but just reminding us of the story of Christmas. Uh, God, he was coming from heaven to earth, and he chose... Uh, that beforehand, before he ever showed up, there was going to be all these prophecies about where he was going to come from, how he was going to, to come to this earth. And he fulfilled every single one of them that we see written hundreds of years before Jesus would show up on the earth. 
But we see this kind of uh, ridiculous story, in a sense, begin to unfold, a story that only God could fulfill. One where an angel shows up to a teenage girl named Mary and says, hey, I've I've got a big task for you. I know you're engaged to be married, but, but you are going to become the mother of the Savior of the world. As Mary heard this and and began to try to process this, she eventually said, essentially, God, whatever you want, I'll do it. And and God uh, allowed, in that moment, this miraculous thing to take place where where God himself would would come into um, this uh, flesh and, and begin to grow inside Mary's womb. And then nine months later, we would see to skip ahead a little bit as her and Joseph worked through some things as an angel showed up to him. But then there would be a census where they needed to head to Bethlehem. They would get there and maybe you remember this part of the story. There would be no room in the end for them to stay. And so uh, where they would end up staying is something that was kind of like a cave or a barn. We know it as a manger. And it would be there that God himself, the savior of the world, would be born. These humble beginnings for God And we look at something like this and we say, this doesn't make sense. I would never want this for my own life or my own child, but this is what God did and how he came into this world. And not only did that happen, but in that same moment, there were some shepherds in the fields nearby and God would send an angel to them to tell them about what just happened. And these shepherds would find out about this baby that had been born in Bethlehem and they would rush into the town to see for themselves who this child was. And these shepherds, once again, lowly beginning for God, they would bow down and they would worship the Savior of the world. And can you just imagine for Mary and Joseph all the things that would transpire in those nine months as they dealt with all of this? And as Jesus uh, was in his, his first few days of life, uh, they had to travel to Jerusalem to do what was needed. And that's the scripture that I want to pick up in today where there was this man named Simon. There was this man named Simon, and he was a righteous man, and he had been waiting expectantly, hoping for this Messiah that was to come. Uh, Let me show you this in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 25, it says this, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So here he is waiting. God has revealed to him, you're going to get to see the Savior of the world. Can you just imagine in the midst of of this, him wondering, hey, when's it going to be? God, when are you going to show up? And then the moment finally comes that Jesus, this baby, would be uh, brought to Jerusalem. And, and Simon begins to, to feel this in his spirit that this is happening. Look at what it says here. It says, moved by the spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simon took him in his arms and he praised God saying, sovereign Lord, As you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. Simon's like, all right, God, I've seen all I need to see. I'm holding this child that I know is going to be the Messiah, that he is the Messiah, he's the savior of the world. Like my time on earth can be done now. And then he begins to proclaim the hope that Jesus is going to be for the world. He says this, 
For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So as Simon, this righteous man, this devout man who who God had been leading through the Holy Spirit as he holds Jesus, the Messiah, he, he says, this child is going to be a light of revelation for the Gentiles. Now, uh, as you hear that, maybe you, you think to yourself, well, why is that special at all? Well, the Gentiles are probably all of us in this room. It's, it, it's every person that, that's not a Jew, right? And, and, and so God's saying, guess what? My people, the Jews, Jesus is for them, right? He's their glory, the scripture said, but also... He is this light of revelation for all Gentiles, for all of us. As we talk about that, that this Christmas and why Christmas matters and, and Jesus is this hope for you and I, we have to realize that, that we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for God's uh, love for every single person on this planet. Jesus coming to earth, uh, it says, was this light for all people, for the Gentiles, where he's revealing his truth, he's revealing God's plan uh, that you can be a child of God if you put your trust in him. Guys, we feel like, uh, I'm guessing, as you're here in church, it's just like, oh, of course I belong. But there was a time when that didn't really feel that same way. But Jesus and Christmas changed all of that where each and every person who says, I trust in Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that we can have hope for heaven someday. We can have hope of Jesus being our savior too. I love how Paul puts this in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. He says this uh, about uh, Jesus and putting our trust in him and how this has to do with hope. He says, I pray that God, the source of hope, so God's our source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we trust in God, when we trust in Jesus, then that begins to be our source of of hope. That begins to be our source of joy and peace that comes from him. Jesus, God himself coming from heaven to earth, truly gives us the source of hope right there when we place our trust in him. And that scripture, once again, where, where it said, as Simon's holding Jesus, he is the light for all, uh, of revelation for all the Gentiles. Uh, as we reflect on this idea of Jesus' hope and how this combines with light, I want to show you this picture uh, from Rembrandt. He, uh, he uh, created this uh, painting called The Adoration of the Shepherds. And in this, this was, uh, this was his picture of when the shepherds heard the angels say to them, hey, the, uh, the, the savior of the world has been born. And as they rushed in, this is his painting showing these shepherds coming and, and bowing down and worshiping Jesus. Now, uh, in the midst of this, one of the things that's unique about this picture that I saw this past week is that it's a pretty dark picture. There, there's really not much light, but what you do see happening in this is this light that's coming from Jesus, admitting uh, from him. Now, in scripture, it's not like, well, Jesus glowed. He was the first Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? Like, like that's not what scripture normally says, but we're, we're depicting this reality 
the scripture oftentimes talks about Jesus being the light of the world. Uh, and we see that in the scripture uh, that we read today about Simon saying that Jesus, he, he was the light for all Gentiles, for us to be able to, to even come to God. And, and so in, in a very real way, Jesus is the light for you and I. And because Jesus came to this earth at Christmas, we remember that light and we celebrate him. Uh, there's a, a song that we're getting ready to sing and there's this uh, powerful moment that we get to have each year where we light candles and we remember who uh, Jesus was. And, and today, as we uh, light our candles here in just a moment, I want us to remember as we look at this light that it was Jesus coming from heaven to earth at Christmas uh, that ultimately shone light on God's plan for this world and while we're here celebrating him. Uh, so we're gonna sing silent night, holy night. Son of God loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord at thy birth, Jesus, Lord at thy birth. As we sing and as we have these candles, can we remember that Jesus is our hope? Can we remember that Christmas wouldn't matter one bit? It wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for what God had done for you and I. So I'm gonna grab our Jesus candle that was lit today. And if you have uh, your candle with you right now, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring this one candle that represents Jesus. I'm gonna begin to light, but then what I want you to do is I want you to share your light with the people around you. And eventually this room will be full. If you didn't get a candle on the way in, you can raise your hand right now and our ushers will bring a candle to you. But in this moment, let's remember what Jesus did for us. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Make sure to subscribe to this channel so that you can keep up with new content as it becomes available. We would also ask that if you have been encouraged by this ministry, that you would consider partnering with us financially. Your support helps us to continue our mission of helping people move from where they are to where God is calling them to be. You can find all the ways to give at graceodessa.com give. Thank you.